Drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City where the Indians are taking on the Royals in a three-game weekend series. Great to have you with us this week. And later on in our show, we'll hear from James Harris, the Indians' Director of Player Development, the weekly farm report. He'll preview the seasons for Akron, Lynchburg, and Lake County. All three in action now as the full-season minor league clubs are underway. We'll also visit with Shane Bieber, Indian starting pitcher, who's off to a nice start to his season. Indian second baseman Brad Miller will join us. And we'll also hear from Hanley Ramirez, who received his U.S. citizenship recently, and will talk to us about why that was so important. And Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, will fill us in on some of the many moves and injury issues that the Indians are working through this first month of 2019. But first, our week in review, and it begins on Tuesday with the start of this road trip. The Indians beginning a series in Detroit against the Tigers, and it couldn't have gone better on Tuesday afternoon. And it started quickly with Leonis Martin getting things going, leading off the game. The pitch swung on, hit a ton. Deep right field, it is gone! Leonis Martin back in Detroit, but this time in an Indians uniform. Hammers. A home run to the seats in right. And Martin, who had been struggling, batting 148, has had his first home run of the season come in the ballpark that he called home a year ago. The Tigers picked up a run in the bottom of the first inning to tie things at one, but it didn't stay that way for long thanks to Brad Miller in the second inning. Now the 1-1 pitch. Miller sends a drive to deep right, away, back and gone. Oh, did Brad Miller turn into one? He breaks an 0-for-12 skid with his first home run as an Indian. Halfway up the seats and right, Brad Miller smokes a two-run home run, and the Indians have the lead back at 3-1. to one. In the fifth, Roberto Perez continued the Indians' home run barrage. Bottom third of the Tribe lineup due in against Jordan Zimmerman. He's into the wind. Here's his 1-1. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball down the left field line. This is deep. It's way back there, and it is a home run, Roberto Perez. A towering blast, and the wind is a factor today. Blowing out to left may have given that one a boost. And Roberto Perez has his first home run on the season, and the Indians have a 4-1 to lead. Eric Stamets added a sacrifice fly in the fifth inning to make it 5-1, to and then in the sixth, 
It was another Cleveland Indian with his first home run of the season and of his Indians career. The pitch. A swing by Bowers, a high drive to deep right. Castellanos back, track, wall, it is gone! Number four for the Indians today. And for the Cleveland Indians, everybody that's homer today has hit their first home run of the year. So the Indians lead it 6-2, to two and Bowers gets that off a left-hander. Then in the seventh inning, something you don't see every day, courtesy of Eric Stamets. Now the 0-1 pitch. A breaking ball swung on, smoke to left center base hit. Hitting third and coming home is Miller. Ball is overrun by Matuk and it goes all the way to the wall in center. Stamets around second on his way to third. He's being waved home. Relay throw to the plate, up the line, head first slide. In safely is Stamets with a little league home run. And the Indians now bust it open and lead 8-2. to two. It'll be an RBI single for Stamets and a three-base error on the center fielder, Matuk, who charging just overran it, and once it got by him, that's the Grand Canyon out there. It's 420 to center field, and no chance. Meanwhile, Corey Kluber was uh, working through things on his way to another win. He gave up two runs, only one earned in six innings before turning it over to Dan Otero, Tyler Olson, and then John Edwards to finish things off. Now the one-two pitch. Swung on, banged towards the middle. Gloved by Stamets. Throws. Got him! Ball game. Indian shortstop takes care of Harrison to end it. And the Indians start this nine-game road trip with an impressive 8-2 win today over the Detroit Tigers. So the Indians with the win in game one of the series against Detroit. The Tigers evened up the series on Wednesday afternoon with a 4-1 win. That set up the rubber match on Thursday, and the Indians were looking to get on the board early with a runner on, two outs, and Carlos Santana at the plate in the first inning. And Spencer Turnbull trying to stop the Indians' hottest hitter. Santana leads the club eight RBIs. The pitch. Swung on, looping liner, base hit center field. So Bauer scores, and Santana just keeps coming through when it counts. RBI number nine for Carlos Santana. And the Indians have the early 1-0 lead. And again, he just keeps staying in the middle of the field. In the third, Leonis Martin continued his hot hitting against his former team. Now the 3-1 pitch. A swing and a drive! Deep right field! Away, way back, way out of here! Gone for Martin! That's Jim Tomey territory. Near the back of the lower deck in right. He's hit two home runs. They've both been in this series. Two-nothing Indians. Wow. Did Martin tee off on Spencer Turnbull? Then in the fourth, the bases were loaded, and Martin came through one more time. Here comes the 1-1 pitch from Turnbull on its way. Swung on, ground ball, right side, base hit right field. That'll score one and maybe two. Here comes Miller to the plate. The throw's a good one. Miller slides, and he is out. So Ploiecki scored, but Miller is thrown out on a strong throw from the right fielder, Nico Goodrum. The Indians now lead 3-0, but there's two down in the inning. Advancing to third on the play with Stamets, and give an RBI single to Leonis Martin.
It stayed that way until the top half of the seventh inning. That's when Carlos Santana tacked on one more. Chance to open it up with Martin at second. Jake Bowers at first. Carlos Santana, the Indians' best hitter this season. The pitch. He rips one to right center. There's another hit. He is going to score Martin. The throw comes to the plate on one bounce, but no chance. And Santana just continues to be Mr. Clutch. 4-0 Indians on an RBI single to right center by Santana. Martin scored easily from second. Bowers stopping at second. And Santana today, 3-for-3, three singles, a walk, and two RBIs now giving him 10 on the year. Meanwhile, on the mound, Shane Bieber was strong from the start. His pitch swung on hammer to deep center. Martin again has plenty of room out there. Bieber says, you want to hit it? Hit it to straightaway center. What a day for Shane Bieber. It'll come to an end as he gives the Indians seven shutout innings today. He struck out six, walked one. He gave up three base hits and made 105 pitches. Another brilliant effort by Shane Bieber. And the Indians lead it four to nothing going to the eighth in Detroit. And in the ninth, Brad Hand was on in a non-save situation to finish things up. Two outs, nobody on. Tigers' last hope. The pitch swung on, popped him up. Second baseman, Max Moroff in shallow right. He'll make the catch ball game. And the Indians get a three-hit shutout from Shane Bieber, Adam Simber, and Brad Hand. And they win the finale. By a score of four to nothing to go back into first place. And the Indians get themselves a shutout. And for the Indians, this is their first shutout of the campaign. Tribe four, Tigers nothing. So the Indians took two out of three from the Tigers to start this three-city road swing. Well, the second city did not get off to a good start on Friday night as Kansas City won the opener of the series here at Kauffman Stadium by a final score of 8-1. to one. Stay with us. When we return, we'll hear from Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, and also tribe-designated hitter, Hanley Ramirez. That's as Tribe Talk continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the progressive box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You got to put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City where the Indians are playing the Royals this weekend. And on Saturday, the Indians will see the debut in an Indians uniform of Jeffrey Rodriguez. He did pitch in the big leagues with Washington a season ago. And earlier this week, Chris Antonetti talked about a variety of things facing the Indians this first week of the season and also what they've seen in Rodriguez as he prepares for his start on Saturday. Jeffrey continues to make really good progress on his developmental path, and you know, 
is getting off to a good start in Columbus, and we feel he's best positioned to, to come up and give us a chance to win. But it will only be one start. Because you guys have that off day. Right, we have an off day, and then we can do some things with the rotation where we won't need a starter the next time through. How close is Plucko to being able to kind of work over? He's still a few weeks away from being able being in game activities. He still has to complete his rehab process. Just what kind of challenges has this presented because of his situation, because Salazar's only throwing full pitch, things like that, and all the moving pieces that you guys are kind of dealing with? Yeah, it's definitely testing our pitching depth. Obviously, we felt our starting pitching was a strength of the team and organization coming into the season, but that's been tested with some of the injuries we faced. But that's not atypical for any organization, and it's something we try our best to plan for. Just talking to Frankie, he didn't seem to have a target date or anything, at least one mm -hmm. he would reveal. Where are you guys at with him? Is there a latest? Still no target date. Frankie continues to make really good progress each day. So today he'll go out and um, he'll run not only straight ahead, but he'll kind of do some turns and run around the infield dirt. He's at the point of being able to do everything baseball-wise from you know, taking ground balls to taking batting practice. It's just a question of those more aggressive movements and turns, and that's the next step in his progression. Would that be the last thing before he'd start a minor league rehab assignment? Uh, we're still working through exactly what that plan will be, but him being able to be unrestricted in movements and cutting and that that's something he'll have to that's a hurdle he'll have to pass before he um, moves on to the next stage how much time do you think he would need considering he did not have a spring training there's a couple of elements to it and when you look at that there's one just building up the volume of being on your feet and getting that type of baseball reps and the other is just getting his timing down I'm less concerned about Frankie getting his timing down than I am just building up the volume to make sure that we get this you know, injury behind us and keep him healthy for the balance of the season. Speaking of injuries, also Jason Kipnis doing well. Kip's doing really well. He's scheduled to play again tonight in Columbus. Should play there uh, the next few nights. How many innings will depend upon how much he's on his feet and how many minutes he plays on defense. But he'll play tonight and for the next couple, and then we'll reassess where he is. But there's a good chance he could join us on the road trip. Is there anything new for Clevenger? Is he still sort of weighing that next option, next step? We're still working through the options with Clev, uh, whether we go the surgical route or conservative route. Um, he's been, been seen by our doctors, and now we're in the process of getting opinions from experts around the country on it in terms of the best course of action. When do you think you'll know? I would say in the next few days. There's nothing really imminent time-wise just because of the nature of the injury you know if we were going to go conservative treatment he'd be doing exactly what he's doing now and if there were surgery you know we need to allow a little bit of time to pass from the injury before they did their surgery so we have a little bit of time to work through it if he has the surgery is he out even longer than you would expect still working to learn more about that but what we've been told initially is a return to play is about the same either way what's the plan with carlos gonzalez so he's continuing to get regular bats in Columbus. He's now built up his volume to a point where, you know, just playing every day or regularly, and you know, could be an option for us if we decide to go that direction. What kind of goes into that? Uh, kind of an assessment of you know where Cargo is and the reports on him, the other alternatives in Columbus, as well as you know things that are going on up here. So those are conversations we continue to have over the course, you know, with our major league staff, with our front office, and others. Is there a timing? Of making any type of move just when you see early in the season how a team plays. You know, do you mm -hmm. have a timetable when you're on line of when it's good to make a move or not make a move? There's no hard and fast rule on that, Andre. I think we try to you know, think about what would put our team in the best position to go out and, and win a game. Part of it is you have to be mindful about what guys have done in the past and not read too much into what's happened over the last few days, but at some point that does become relevant.
Anything new with Salazar? Just where, where things out. Yeah, Danny's throwing off the mound now. He still remains out in Goodyear, but is making making progress. Uh, his shoulder feels as good as it's felt in a long time, and Danny's been really encouraged by it. So hopefully he can continue on that path and be an option for us later in the season. That's Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, and some other off-field news for Hanley Ramirez. He became a U.S. citizen while the team was on its last homestand. He flew down to Miami and uh, took the test, did the other things you need to do, and actually was part of the swearing-in ceremony. And he says it's more about his family than himself, the U.S. citizenship. At first, uh, my kid, I think they got happy than the me. You know, they were, they were really happy. And uh, uh, when you see that smile in your, in your kids, and, you know, they was waiting for this moment. And for me personally, it's, it's something that, I, you know, I've always been looking for, you know, since I got to the United States. You know, and uh, to accomplish that, it's, it's made me really, really happy. And obviously you have pride in, in your home country, yeah. but what has made the United States, uh, United States special for you? Yeah, you know, I'm still Dominican, you know, but uh, this is where I live. You know, I live in the United States, and uh, my kids, they are citizens, so, you know, why not to, to yeah, all, all be Americans? And and I'm really, you know, excited about uh, my new, you know, it's a new change in my life. A teammate did the same thing the same day. Uh, what was that like? And, and did you guys know that, that you were doing that before it happened? No. I think I told them a week before I, before the test, and and I told them I got to go to uh, Miami and the day I was to, to, to do the, the, the sum. And it's like, yeah, wow, I got to do the same thing the same day, you know. And uh, we were like, wow, shot. That's Hanley Ramirez who became a U.S. citizen along with Carlos Santana on the Indians' last homestand. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Shane Bieber, the Indian starting pitcher off to a tremendous start this season, and also second baseman Brad Miller, who joined the Indians late but has helped out considerably while the Indians battle through some injury issues in the season's first month. That's next as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City where the Indians take on the Royals this weekend in a three-game series. Shane Bieber is off to a good start for the Tribe following up that tremendous rookie season on the mound for the Indians. Last year, Bieber was an 11-game winner, and he is not resting on his laurels, so to speak, as he's uh, come into this season committed to using his changeup more and he thinks that'll come in handy as the season goes along and he picked up a win with seven shutout innings against the Tigers on Thursday in a day that really was not a good baseball day and Bieber talked about the difficult weather conditions in that game Thursday in Detroit. Yeah it was different that was uh you know obviously you don't prepare for conditions like that and you're, I'm, I'm definitely not used to it being from California but uh no, like you said, every, everybody was dealing with it, and it, it was not ideal by any means for, for both teams. So it was a matter of just going out there and competing and, and trying to do as best as you could. And it worked out yesterday. What's the hardest thing for a pitcher when, it, when it's cold and windy and, and not ideal? Uh, it's a few different things. I, I'd say, I mean, the cold's, the cold's always going to be a factor, but you'd rather be playing than not playing because you can kind of stay warm enough and, and keep the body loose while you're out there pitching. But 
Um, just the wind, the swirling wind was was different yesterday. You know, it was changing directions every every few seconds. It felt like so. Um, mostly difficult for infielders and outfielders on pop flies, but we did a fantastic job playing defense yesterday. So it's been a nice start to your season in a, a situation where you weren't on your regular turn for a little bit coming out of spring training, and that's the kind of the lot of, of someone in your spot. Mm -hmm. But how have you how have you managed to stay sharp and, and be effective in your first two starts? Yeah, um, I don't I don't really think it, it affected me yesterday at all. I think uh, it was pretty much over and done with after I, I had a couple innings under my belt in that first start uh, against uh, Toronto. So uh, really just falling back in that routine as quickly and as swiftly as I could was, was key, but I feel like I'm right in it right now, right where I need to be. And Shane, you look at uh, changes going into this season. I know you, you're trying to develop that change up. We're committed to it during spring training. Trevor Bauer talks about how he develops a new pitch, and it's it's so scientific. How about you when, when you decided that you wanted that change up to be more of a quality pitch for you? What have you tried to do to, to get it where it needs to be? Yeah, I think just just developing and, and studying other change ups and, and talking to guys about um, you know, specifically Trevor about how he was going to develop his change up and how it fits into his repertoire and kind of the way he thinks about it. He thinks about things a little bit outside of the box. So it's uh, talked to him about it a little bit last year and then got some different feedback from some uh, old coaches and, and catch play partners and some guys I was working out with this offseason. So um, really just steady development and you know, thinking about different ways to throw it. But, um, you know, fortunately I found a way that works for me and it's obviously a, lo a long way to go still, but I think we're on the right track. Does that development have to happen in an off season? Is it too late if you wait till spring training to start it? I think if you're trying to throw a pitch, a, maybe a different different way, um, like I kind of started to do, uh, I think it's more key to probably do it in the off season because it could you could be messing with some things that might uh, take an extended period of time to to change. But um, you know, for me, I, I feel like I developed it pretty quickly, and you know, it, it did happen over the course of an off season, but. Uh, that's where you put in a lot of good work and you have enough time to kind of mess around with a few different things and really learn yourself and, and learn which pitch you're trying to develop. You already had success with what you had last summer. What will this do, you, or at least hope, what do you hope it'll do down the road? Yeah, I think uh, I think I started developing it as more of, more of a hope to my splits righties versus lefties was a, a bit different lefties were seeing me a little bit better and hitting better off of me so that change up will keep them off my my fastball and uh you know my breaking pitches going they're obviously both going into lefties so something to get going away to a lefty is going to be key um and then if i could throw it right on right that would be great too i threw a couple of those yesterday and um, got some positive results so i think it'll be a, a key for me going forward and a nice stretch here for the Indians. They've, they've won consistently here for the better part of a week. What are you seeing early season that, that has you excited about this team that maybe the outside didn't see in the offseason or in spring training? Yeah, um, I think we're a young team and a really exciting group. I think we're meshing really well in the clubhouse right now, and I feel like you can see that kind of reflecting on the field. So, um, you know, I feel like we're just getting going and getting momentum rolling, and we're just trying to snowball that into, you know, the next few series is going here. But uh, really excited about this team and, and where we could go. All right, Shane. Thanks a lot for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's Indian starting pitcher Shane Bieber, who's off to a real nice start here in 2019. Well, the Indians have a, a new second baseman at the start of this season as they await the return of Jason Kipnis from injury. Brad Miller was signed right at the tail end of spring training after he was released by the Dodgers, and he has uh, provided some offensive spark at times for the Indians. He hit his first home run as an Indian 
in Tuesday's game over in Detroit, and we had a chance to visit with him the next day. And he says that sometimes it's important to get those firsts out of the way when you're with a new team. Yeah, it's always important. You know, you want to get on the board and you want to get off to a to a good start. Um, you know, and I think as a team, I think it was really cool to see Leo come out there and put the first one in the seats and kind of everybody, I think, had a little bit of a deep breath. And then we just kind of kept adding on. Because it's early in the season and sometimes you look at stats and they look goofy, I think is maybe the only way to put it. Uh, those days kind of helped to, to get a team going, especially when it's one through nine in the order? Yeah, those are definitely um, definitely huge days. Yeah, exactly. I thought we, we swung at one through nine. Um, even Luplo coming off the bench, ripping a single his first swing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's baseball, and, and, you know, hitting really is contagious, and guys just keep passing it on to each other. Your situation here, you, you came in late. But it seems like you, you fit right in, and is that just the nature of this game? Is it easy to do, or is it pretty difficult when you come in as late as you did? Um, no, I think it's easy. You know, I think you, you just you just come to the park and and you work hard and you get to know the guys, and um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like being a, a good teammate and, and having each other's backs, um, you know, is part of my game, and uh, so I just want to come to the park and, and try to learn my new teammates and. Luckily, I mean, we've been playing against these guys for a couple years, and you have some sort of familiarity with everybody, but being on, you know, this side's been a lot of fun. I'm sure it's different for everybody, but your offseason was a little bit different than most. I'm sure a lot of fans out there think you you sign a contract, you go to spring training with the team, you make the club, and there you go. Yeah. But for you, it was a little bit different. Explain your offseason and how difficult it may have been at times mm -hmm. as things got later. Yeah, my biggest thing was I had hip surgery in August, so... Um, had a, my labrum had a repaired and microfracture procedure for my cartilage, um, and uh, so that was kind of why my off season was a little bit different. I was on crutches for eight weeks, um, so pretty much it was just rehabbing the whole time. And, and honestly, um, that was was my focus, you know. So obviously, I knew what I could control what I could take care of was getting my body right because it didn't matter um, what kind of deal I signed or with who you know I needed to be healthy you know that's the reason why I got that surgery um, was so that I could give a team you know my all um, but yeah you know it's different you get feedback and uh, it, it's been it's been pretty tough out there for a lot of guys you know and there's a lot of really good players that still don't have jobs which is insane um, but uh, you know so I was fortunate that I got a job and got to come to camp and had a really good camp and ended up here. And you mentioned that the camp was with the Dodgers. That's who you signed with initially. Yep. Uh, going in, I'm sure you think that that's going to be the club. It, what happens when things start to, to happen in a negative way to turn it into a positive, which it's turned out to be? Yeah, nothing really negative happened with me. I went in, I was healthy, and, and I played really well in camp. Um, but, but that's the nature of it when you sign a minor league deal. Um, you're kind of a mercenary. You know, you're, you're a gun for hire. You're showing up, and... Uh, um, that's exactly what happened. You know, I, I knew exactly that scenario, and I was confident that uh, if I handled my business, which was just performing and, and being healthy, then, um, you know, I would uh, provide a lot of value for a team. Brad Miller joining us, Indian second baseman. Uh, so you're here for, I don't know, three, four weeks now. Uh, what have you seen from this team that you like that, that maybe indicates to you what you may have known in the past as they put together some winning seasons back to back to back? I think the thing that I noticed recently here was obviously we're on a pretty good you know winning streak right here and I would say teams in the past that I've played for I've never been on a playoff team besides um, you know a little stint with the Brewers last year um, but uh, you know they expect to win here 
Um, you know, we had a five game winning streak and everybody's just the same, you know, the same as when we, you know, quote unquote, weren't hitting and this and that and, and, and all that stuff. And, and I really get excited about that. The fact that, you know, hey, no, this is what we're supposed to do. We go out and we, we win and we're the same all the time. So I definitely think that's a pretty good quality. Last question, and I know it might be a short answer. Mm -hmm. Some fans who've seen you may have noticed that you're one of the few in the game today who does not wear batting gloves. Yep. How come, and uh, how have you managed to get through uh, without them? Don't know. I mean, I just that's just me. Um, never worn them. Uh, don't need to. And, uh, yeah, nothing crazy. But everybody asked me that. It's like, I mean, guys, you got to come up with some better material. I mean, it, it's pretty simple. I mean, if I thought they'd help me, I'd wear them. But, you know, I, I don't like the feel. But you notice the fraternity of, of, of small amount of players who yep. don't? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, a, you know, a little head nod, a little, you know, respect your way. But because honestly, probably because they get the same questions. They're like, oh, no batting gloves. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Same thing. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's just it really is just a feel thing. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe my hands don't sweat as much. But, uh, yeah, that's just my style. All right, Brad. Thanks for the time. Appreciate yeah, you it. You got it. You got it. That's Indian second baseman Brad Miller. Stay tuned. We'll have our final segment of Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Now the windup, now the payoff pitch, and Naquin swings and hammers it high and deep to right, way, way out of here. Oh, my goodness. Over the bullpen into that second level of seating and right, Tyler Naquin with a majestic blast, his first of the year. And Brad Keller gives up his first home run since August 31st of a year ago. He had gone a major league best 54 consecutive innings without giving up a home run, and he gave up a tape measure job. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, where the Indians and Royals play this weekend. Our final segment of Tribe Talk, and as always, our weekly farm report during the regular season. And James Harris, the Indians' director of player development, continues our series previewing the Indians' full-season minor league clubs. And we began this segment talking about AA Akron, where they have some pitching depth. And he said that sometimes it's tough to single out any one or two pitchers, but he gave it a try. It's always unfair, but if, if I had to name two, uh, one would be Sam Hinches, big 6'6 lefty. Um, saw a little bit in, in Major League Camp. He's he's exciting. He's a guy that you'll see. He'll be a starter for us. And then a guy at a pin, uh, James Karinchak, uh, brings energy and excitement. Up, and uh, he's a guy who who we're hope, hoping to see more of soon. You mentioned Karinchak, and he came over and, and filled in a little bit at the end of games on the big league level. What can that do for for a young position player or pitcher, depending on the case? Um, it's, it's both. It, it exposes them to what Major League preparation looks like and being around our our major league coaches and, and staff, but as well as 
provide some motivation as well as, as confidence if you have success up there. Position player-wise um, at the AA Akron level, uh, one or two that, that uh, bears watching early in the season? Yeah, one guy you saw in, in spring training was Ernie Clement. So he's a guy who plays will play primarily shortstop in Akron, but you'll see him at second base also. He's a guy in, in Major League Camp, um, do pretty well for himself. And certainly on the radar for Terry Francona, no question about that. He talked about him a lot. All right, down at Lynchburg, Jim Pankovitz is the, the manager there, and he was in the system a year ago at Mahoning Valley. What do you like about him leading young players? He is a guy who's been in the game for a really long time. He brings both a growth mindset and experience. He's that perfect combination of, of knowing what the game has been for the last 30 to 40 years, but also has, has really delved into the, the new age stuff that helps to get players better. When you look at their pitching staff, a, a pitcher or two that, that has you excited to start the season? Well, there's a lot of excitement there, but a guy that I'll, I'll kind of hang my hat right now on is, is Eli Morgan as a guy who we saw last year at that level and had a, a decent spring. He's a guy that um, is known for his, his changeup, but there's some, some things that he does to, that fools hitters and makes it uncomfortable at bat. And position player-wise, it uh, looks like Nolan Jones will start there. And uh, how's his development going as a former very high-round draft pick? Yeah, I mean, most – most people don't know how, how young Nolan Nolan is. He's going to start here at the high A level, um, playing third base when he's played shortstop in high school and was a former hockey player. So big, strong kid. He's about 6'4", 230 pounds. Um, looks the part as soon as he steps off the bus. You know that that's what big leaguers look like. And uh, we're excited to, to see him go this year. And we'll finish up with the other full season team that starts on Thursday, Lake County. Luke Carlin is back there, the former uh, backup catcher for the Indians. And uh, what do you like from Luke that uh, you saw last year that uh, really is a good fit for him? Luke is a, a teacher, um, and he and with young players, he's he's found a niche to be able to 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 get with them, motivate them, um, treat them as individuals, and be able to develop them as individuals and as teams. So I would I would call him a teacher or a professor uh, in his role in Lake County. And as that professor, he's got a, a pitching staff with a lot of good young arms. And uh, who's standing out uh, heading into this campaign for Lake County? Yeah, Luis Oviedo is a name that, that people have said, talked about quite a bit. He's a guy that behind the scenes before he was noticed externally that our, a lot of our coaches were really excited about. And it's good that the external and the internal are matching now um, as he goes out for his second year in Lake County. And I, I see catching-wise, you have Bo Naylor there to, to start the season at full season. And I know he's a high school kid, last year draft. Yeah. Um, what are the challenges that, that you think he can overcome starting in a full season? Yeah, he's a, he's a high school kid, but he's also played a lot of international ball for Team Canada. So they did a lot of traveling around, playing in minor league camps, doing things of that nature. He played a little bit of, of international ball in, in the winter. So he's more than your typical high school guy that we felt was ready for this challenge. And position player-wise, a, a name or two that might stand out that, that's not a catcher, at least to start the season? Yeah, Tyler Freeman is probably a guy that, that most people would have heard about, or if not, we'll hear about in the future. He's a guy that put, puts bat on ball. He's a leader. He's a guy who has a huge smile on his face, so he's probably been hanging around Lindor a little bit. And uh, he, he can do a little bit with the glove also. So spring training's behind you. Uh, you get the four teams squared away. You'll, you'll have uh, a lot of kids out in Arizona uh, getting ready for the short seasons. But from your standpoint, you play games in spring training, but why is this an exciting time of year with the regular season getting ready to begin? Yeah. In regular season, you're putting it all together. Spring training, you're still you're hoping that that's part of your development process. 
So you're not necessarily counting the wins and losses in spring training. You're trying to use the outside competition to, to hone your craft. But now we're into championship season. We're trying to win and develop at the same time. So it's exciting to see both. Well, here we go again. It starts all over again. And uh, James, always great to have you on. We'll catch up with you throughout the season. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It's fun. That's James Harris, Indians Director of Player Development, our weekly farm report. And that'll put a capper on this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. Always great to have you along. And uh, thanks, as always, to Brian Matze for his help in putting together our show each week. Until next week, when we join you from back home at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.